98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong sees a sharp jump in its unemployment rate. The World Health Organization authorizes a single-shot COVID vaccine by Chinese manufacturer CanSinoBio. And a Telegram channel administrator has been jailed for six and a half years for conspiring to incite others during the 2019 and 2020 social unrest. Hong Kong's unemployment rate jumped to 5.4% in the February to April quarter, the highest level since the April to June quarter last year, as the labour market weakened during the Omicron wave. That's up from 5% in the January to March period. Unemployment worsened across almost all sectors, but Labour Secretary Lord Chi Kuang said there were signs of stabilisation last month as the pandemic began to ease. And Olga Jung, who manages a recruitment agency, says hiring sentiment has been improving. We have been extremely active since April um, when we were nearing sort of the end of fifth wave. Um, and a lot of clients are, uh, you know, confirming on new headcounts as well as um, actioning on replacement roles. So based on our observations, it's definitely active. And hopefully with our observations, the unemployment rate will also be reflected um, perhaps in the later half of, of, of this year where the numbers will go back down. The World Health Organization has authorized the use of a single-shot COVID vaccine by Chinese manufacturer CanSinoBio. It is the third Chinese-made vaccine to be approved by the WHO after Sinovac and Sinopharm, and the ninth to get the WHO green light is Natalie Cheng. The WHO granted emergency use listing to the Tianjin-based firm's Convidesia vaccine. The UN Health Agency said the vaccine was found to have 64% efficacy against symptomatic disease and 92% efficacy against severe COVID. It's been recommended for those aged 18 or above. The jab has already been rolled out in China, Argentina, Chile, Malaysia, Mexico and Pakistan. The listing paves the way for countries to approve and import the vaccine for distribution. It also opens the door for the jabs to enter the COVAX global vaccine sharing program for poorer countries. Telegram Channel Administrator has been jailed for six and a half years after being found guilty of, of conspiring to incite others to commit arson, writing criminal damage and other offences during the 2019 and 2020 social unrest. District Court earlier convicted Ong Man Ho, computer technician, on seven counts. In sentencing, Deputy District Judge Peter Hoy said even though the defendant hadn't posted any messages on the channel that had over 100,000 subscribers, he did not amend or remove posts. The Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department says it has seized 31 endangered freshwater turtles in the biggest raid of its kind in the city. The department said the animals, which include golden coin and big-headed turtles, were found in a Kowloon home on Tuesday. Two men have been arrested. It's believed some were hunted here in Hong Kong for sale locally. Here's Dr Edward Lau, the department's endangered species protection officer. The arrested person in this case, he is involved in online sale of regulated species. So that's how we started our investigation. We investigated into the group, into the online trade. And then, uh, well, we have been collecting evidence and information of the suspect throughout. And once we collected enough information, we invited the police for a collaboration work to effect this case. Authorities have arrested a man who allegedly tried to smuggle more than 130 cats and dogs into Hong Kong. Maggie Hill reports.
Marine police and customs officers said they intercepted a speedboat near Sha Chao on Wednesday night. They said they found on board 101 cats and 35 dogs in 17 cages. Officers believed the animals, estimated to be worth $1.4 million, were to be sold in Hong Kong or were being brought here after they were sold online. A 30-year-old man was arrested in connection with the case. The animals are now under the care of the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department and the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Now the weather, cloudy periods overnight, minimum temperature about 24 degrees tomorrow morning, mainly fine and hot during the day, with maximum temperature around 30 degrees. Light to moderate east to south easterly winds, the outlook, sunny intervals over the weekend, and it will be hot during the day, a few showers early next week. Temperatures currently 25 degrees and humidity 79%. You're tuned to RTHK, the time is 5 minutes past 11. Centre for Health Protection reported 291 new COVID cases today, as well as a fresh cluster involving five people. Health officials said the five had all visited the Sun Wan branch of the Tam Jai Samgor noodle chain last Friday afternoon. But four of the diners also attended the same training school nearby, and officials remain unsure where they contracted the virus. Among the new cases, 38 were imported. Hospital authority also said a 91-year-old COVID patient had died yesterday. The Travel Industry Council has expressed hope that Japan will soon reopen to Hong Kong tourists, including those inoculated with a COVID vaccine the country doesn't recognise at present. That came after the SCR was not on a list of countries approved by Tokyo for a trial package tour scheme. Wendy Wong reports. Japan announced on Tuesday that it would open its borders to small group tours from Australia, Singapore, Thailand and the United States. Although Hong Kong is not included in the first phase of the tourism trial, the Travel Industry Council chairwoman Jiana Su said local travel agencies have already received a lot of inquiries about trips to Japan. But she noted that tourists going to Japan must be tripled fascinated and that the country doesn't recognize one of the two vaccines that are used in Hong Kong. Sinovac is not included in the six vaccines recognized by Japan. We will tell them we hope they will accept Sinovac because many Hong Kong people are vaccinated with it. We hope they won't be prevented from traveling to Japan. Ms. Xu hopes to meet her counterparts from Japan next week and says she will tell them about the wish of Hong Kong people to be included in the second wider Japan tourism reopening trial. But she warned that's likely to cost them. She expects tour prices to increase by up to 10% compared with pre-COVID days. Catering industry group says a study it bagged indicates that many diners are reluctant to go back to eating out, even as pandemic social distancing rules are eased. The Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades said a survey of 1,100 people showed that one in five customers intended to dine in at restaurants less often, citing hygiene worries or the fact they've become used to takeout during the pandemic. Theo Cheung, a member of the group, says technology can be used to attract diners. Digital coupon in terms it can help you promote more sales, market to more people, right? So these are tools that it's widely available, but those things you know, need time to understand and adopt. The frontline staff, they need to promote it. You know, they need to know how to accept the coupon uh, on the spot. So a lot of training involved. 
Federation of Trade Unions has called on the government to ease the criteria for people to apply for a COVID unemployment handout, saying those who work just a day or two in a month are missing out. The group also called for an appeals mechanism and more time for applicants to prepare supporting documents. Anthony Yao of the group's Rights and Benefits Committee says officials should be more lenient when it comes to the one-off $10,000 subsidy. For temporary or part-time employees, they might be able to go to work for one to two days each month, earning around $1,000. But that already meant they are not eligible for the scheme. Could authorities be more lenient in handling these applications by considering how much a person actually earns in a month? We think people who only work one to two days within the 30-day period should receive the subsidy as well. More Shanghai residents have been given the freedom to go out to shop for groceries for the first time in nearly two months as authorities set out more plans for exiting the city-wide COVID lockdown more fully, including reopening some of the metro system. New infections in Shanghai dropped further today, but none of them were outside the quarantined areas for a fifth day in a row, further cementing its zero-COVID status, Frank Jung reports. One shopper at a just-reopened Carrefour supermarket in the central Changning district of the city said she felt very happy because the lifting of the lockdown is starting. New COVID cases in Shanghai dropped to 719 from 855 on Wednesday. But officials remain wary of the danger of new flare-ups of the virus in their high-stakes effort to gradually reopen the city and are planning to keep most residents largely indoors this month, prioritizing work and production over other activities. Deputy Mayor Zhang Wei said economic activity had been recovering, with businesses able to operate with workers living on site. He said authorities will allow more to resume normal operations from the beginning of June. While we're stepping up the resumption of work and production, the number of businesses involved is small. This is mainly because under the persisting pandemic, companies must maintain high hygiene standards. The density of people in workplaces is high. If the virus enters, it will spread easily. Mr. Zhang said that would disrupt progress in work and production resumption and epidemic control. But in another positive sign, four of Shanghai's 18 metro lines will resume operations on Sunday. Beijing has not imposed a citywide shutdown, but has gradually tightened restrictions over the past month to contain a small but persistent outbreak of a few dozen new infections a day. It reported 55 new cases, down from 69 the day before. Overall, COVID infections on the mainland also fell slightly to just over 1,000. State media in North Korea have reported one more death and over 260,000 suspected new cases of COVID. 63 people are now known to have died in the country and nearly 2 million have fallen sick from what Pyongyang calls fever. The North's leader, Kim Jong-un, has ordered the army to distribute medicines. Neighbouring China and South Korea have offered help, but Seoul says it's still not received response from Pyongyang. Go Mon-hyun is a North Korea expert in Seoul.
Currently, there is a shortage of diagnostic devices in North Korea, so the country is unable to immediately confirm whether patients are real COVID-19 patients. Right now, they appear to diagnose just from symptoms. It is suspicious that North Korea doesn't even have enough fever reducers. If you look at what the authorities have officially reported, they are now recommending folk remedies to the residents. Therefore, although North Korea officially admitted that there are confirmed cases of COVID-19 and acknowledged the virus spread in the country, the authorities might be thinking the virus treatment and crisis response are out of their hands. Voters in Bangkok go to the polls on Sunday in their first gubernatorial election in nine years. It's seen as a key test for the government of Prime Minister Prayat Chan O'Cha, who came to power in the 2019 coup ahead of a general election next year. Opposition candidates have been tipped to unseat the incumbent who was appointed by General Prayut. Titinan Pongsudirak is a political scientist in Bangkok. People are fed up. Uh, they're fed up because uh, the economy uh, is going nowhere. There's no um, vision ahead. There's no future. That's why young people are protesting. And uh, General Prayut is way out of his league. So I think that uh, we will see uh, with the voters uh, saying something here uh, for the Bangkok governor election. And that will be um, a harbinger, a sign of things to come for the broader polls uh, for Thailand. Australia has recorded an unemployment figure of 3.9%, its lowest in almost 50 years. Australia's Reserve Bank says it believes the jobless rate could fall even further. BBC's Phil Mercer reports. Firms are desperate for workers and experts say the economy has almost no spare capacity. Skilled migrants, backpackers and international students who were shut out during the pandemic have yet to return to work in Australia in significant numbers. The low unemployment rate could boost the Prime Minister Scott Morrison's chances of re-election on Saturday. His rivals, though, say voters are more concerned about the soaring cost of living. In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors have grabbed the early lead in the Western Conference Finals. Seven Warriors scored the scored in double figures with Steph Curry leading the way with 21 points in the 112-87 win over the Dallas Mavericks in Game 1 of the Best of 7 series. After the game, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr was full of praise for Andrew Wiggins for holding Dallas star Luka Doncic in check. I thought Wiggs was fantastic. Um, you know, Doncic is as difficult a cover as there is in this league and uh, we just asked Wiggs to you know, to try to hound him and, you know, guard him as, as best as he could, stay in front and uh, try to keep the pressure on him. And he did, uh, he did a fantastic job. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Hong Kong sees a sharp jump in its unemployment rate. The World Health Organization authorizes a single-shot COVID vaccine by Chinese manufacturer Can Sino Bio. And a Telegram channel administrator has been jailed for six and a half years for conspiring to incite others during the 2019 and 2020 social unrest. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
Gordon Lightfoot, by the way, one of his big hits, Daylight Katie, also sang about the wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald, which is a great folk story from uh, Canada, from where he originates, of course. And uh, If I Could Read Your Mind was the song that got us talking about him in the last hour. We played the Viola Wills version. 
Anyway, this is our second hour this Thursday night here in Hong Kong. Perhaps it's good morning where you are at the moment, or maybe good afternoon, whatever. You're more than welcome to join in our show, Radio Pete at Gmail, if you'd like a song as we play you this obscurity from a band called Clout. Yeah. 